What's up, guys? Man, Mateo. Welcome back to the channel. So, um, I ranted for like six minutes on the original clip, and so I wanted to cut that out, make something shorter so that you can get into the deets of the content. Something I usually don't do because I like to be in the flow and capture all that stuff, but um, I wanted to address some people who were looking to get in touch with me about Evergrande and the craziness going on in the crypto market. Some people are really concerned. Stay at peace. Stay at peace. I know it could be a little bit difficult in a time like right now where maybe you're losing a lot of money, you're uncertain about where things are going, people are starting to get scared, which leads to its own consequences, right? But stay at peace. Stay calm. Uh, we will do market updates later this week. As for now, if you haven't seen our Evergrande videos, go see that stuff and trade accordingly. I think that we made a pretty good case as to what you probably should do to the fullest extent without giving financial advice. And something interesting, something interesting that I want to point out is that XUSD, which is an X asset on the Haven protocol, has been pretty level. It's been pretty level. I'm not I'm not going to pull it up here, but yeah, I mean, it's starting to kind of prove our point that we made in our last video that it's good to have diversity in the Freedom Coin sector. And when it comes to something like Haven, where you can invest uh, or get exposure rather to a stable reserve asset like the dollar privately without having to cash out your coins, which Monero is down like 15% right now. Um, and so being in something like XUS dollars versus Monero, if you're a trader, that's really cool because you stay private the whole time. So it's really cool, really cool stuff. Um, and so I just want to make that point. And then next, I wanted to thank somebody who had retweeted our earliest video that we had ever made, our first video, the OG. Um, because when you start to watch this video, if you've been with us for the longest time, like Josh or Miki or Rick or some of these other guys, you are going to, first off, maybe get that nostalgic spirit. Oh, the old Matt's back. Thank God he's not talking about Pirate Chain today. He's not talking about Haven or any of these other things. Oh, not Haven. Never mind. <laughs> he already did that. But um, yes, Monero is always going to be first on our channel. That's never going to change, guys. I am in love with Monero. I'm in love with you guys from the American Indian. Not all of you. Not all of you. Some of you not, are not very nice, apparently. But I do love most of you. And we're in this together. Monero first. Monero first. And that's never going to change. But I wanted to say that our arguments that we had made back then, our predictions, have proven again to be way ahead of the curve. Because when you get into this video, you're going to see, wow, okay. So, yeah, that's what's happening. That's what's happening. Monero is very important. I've got to tell my friends about this. Go tell your friends. Go tell your business partners. Monero is going to be key. It's going to be number one. But remember, it's not inevitable. And I used to say this all the time, and I was wrong in saying that. It's not inevitable. It's up to us to properly educate people and to lead them into this community. We've got to make the sales pitch, and we've got to make it convincing because a lot of people are into memes, and you know a lot of people are emotionally run, right? And so you have to make it exciting. You have to say, hey, this is the freedom movement right here. This is the freedom movement embodied into crypto. And if you want to make it about the gains, you can. The gains are there if you really want to make it about that. But yeah, yeah, I think our channel has done a pretty good job keeping you ahead of the curve. And if you think that's good, if you think that's for you, please subscribe, please share the links, and please like the video because it's key. That said, Manuel Mateo out. I love you guys. God bless. Now of what's going on, Coinbase partners with U.S. government for blockchain analytics tool. So this is something that I saw on my Twitter feed recently, and I made a comment. I'm like, yeah, I think at this point, instead of Coinbase, I think Trade Ogre should just set up banking on ramps 
I would be totally fine with that. As sketchy as Trade Ogre is, it's like that one really shady exchange, which for whatever reason doesn't exit scam you. Uh, but yeah, I'd set up my bank with Trade Ogre and upload my fiat onto there instead of Coinbase at this point because it's getting a little bit shady. But let's start reading this. Leading cryptocurrency exchange Coinbase has made a $1.36 million agreement with ICE. Uh, which is the Immigration and Customs Enforcement. The deal allows for ICE to use Coinbase Analytics software to analyze the data of American citizens. Right. So they're going to be tracking you, right? ICE is an agency under the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. And remember our Michael Saylor video where we talked about how MicroStrategy, which is the company that Micro uh, or Michael Saylor heads, um, they have business relationships, with Homeland Security, and they are a data analytics firm. So just remember that there's a little bit of a conflict of interest. And, you know, he also works with the, De- the Department of Defense. He works with TSA. He works with the Justice Department. So pretty deep connections. Now, why does he want to get involved in that capacity uh, with Bitcoin? Question that. Question that. Going on, the agency is tasked with the role of dealing with cross-border crimes and illegal immigration. Uh, the $1.36 million will serve as licensing fees for the software. Coinbase Analytics software. And something else to remind you of, and I know this video is coming, the Digital Currency Group video, but um, Coinbase is owned by the Digital Currency Group, or at least is heavily invested in it. In uh, the Digital Currency Group is invested in many, many uh, Know Your Customer projects. Uh, MasterCard is invested in uh, the digital currency group and MasterCard has like 90 different patents for other things uh, in the blockchain realm and MasterCard, as we talked about in our MasterCard video. Again, that's a key video. Go check that out. But they have uh, worked with central banks all around the world to establish central bank digital currencies. So just think about this, like try to connect some dots and realize sort of who Coinbase is for and who Coinbase isn't for. Probably not for you. So I would check out again. Monero, uh, this deal with the ICE will be one of the best that Coinbase has sealed. This is from Inside Bitcoin's best. I'm not sure if that's the word that I would use. Um, It is not the first time that the exchange has worked with the U.S. government. The official documents related to the case do not shed light on the information that would be assessed or shared with ICE. Uh, However, other related sources have stated that ICE has chosen Coinbase because it is the only platform that offers the required services. However, the information obtained using this tool will be limited for public access because of its sensitivity. Before this deal, the exchange had closed another $183,000 deal with the U.S. Secret Service. This deal will expire on May 2023 and will allow the Secret Service to use Coinbase blockchain forensics software. So that is pretty interesting, right? That is pretty interesting. So Secret Service and Homeland Security, Coinbase is working with and look at who funds them. So, you know, you may want to stay away from Coinbase. But I imagine that this is going to become quite regular uh, and normalized going into the future. Because as we saw with uh, our MasterCard video with the Digital Currency Group, they're buying stakes in exchanges all over the world, in Japan and in Singapore and in Mexico and in Dubai, all over the place. And so you can expect KYC to be well on its way. For all the central on-ramps, which is why Monero's work on Havano and Atomic Swaps is really key. And I think Pirate Chain is working on Atomic Swaps as well. Uh, that should be coming soon with their decks. Um, more detail on that you can probably find on the website. But interesting things going on. There is some good necessity now for that stuff. 
Analytics tools developed by Coinbase have been of interest to different departments in the U.S. These tools have gained interest from the DEA and the IRS. The IRS has already entered into a $625,000 deal with Chainalysis. And remember, Chainalysis is also um, another firm invested in by the Digital Currency Group to create a tool that will solve the privacy restrictions of Monero. Yep, we love it. We love it. Coinbase deals frowned upon the crypto community. Right. And, you know, Brian Armstrong complains a lot about the SEC and, oh, they're not fair to him. But, you know, they wouldn't have allowed you to get this far if you didn't have some function that you were to serve them. Right. In order to become something as big as Coinbase, you got to make some deals with the devil. Right. As a platform that deals with cryptocurrencies, Coinbase has received much criticism following its dealings with the U.S. government. Despite this criticism, Coinbase CEO Brian Armstrong has stood by the partnerships that have brought lucrative deals for the exchange. Uh, right. Right. You know, because there's like $5 fees to buy $100 Bitcoin. That's not lucrative enough, right? That's one good thing about Strike and some other things that I've heard of that are on the Lightning Network. You can buy Bitcoin really cheap, apparently, which is good. Which is good. Uh, many crypto supporters have argued that the interest of Coinbase, and by the way, just a little secret, and I tell this to the people that I advise, if you want to get Bitcoin for a little bit cheaper, uh, not financial advice again, none of this is, but you can go on Coinbase Pro, use Coinbase Pro. Uh, it's a little bit more technical to use, it's a little bit more heady, but if you go on Coinbase Pro, uh, you can get uh, crypto for a lot cheaper than you would on the regular platform. So that is worth noting. Many crypto supporters have argued that the interests of Coinbase in making these deals with the U.S. government are not in line with the nature of cryptocurrencies. Yes, go those people. We love you. Bob Monero. Some have argued that Coinbase could use KYC data collected on the exchange and make this information available to law enforcement agencies. Well, I hate to tell you, but they already are. They already are. They already will. Um, and there was a particular company that we also looked into for the Digital Currency Group, which is going to specialize in taking KYC information, which is gathered by exchanges, and giving it to other exchanges that maybe don't even ask you for KYC. I mean, and then that makes you think, oh, well, cool, this exchange is awesome. Like, they're not asking me for KYC, but they do. They have your information, maybe from another exchange. And I'm not sure as to the legality of that kind of thing, but according to some of these firms, which are coming out of the woodwork, uh, that is something which is in motion. So that is something to be considered. And also consider this. It's not just when you get onto the exchange. When you're on the exchange and you have a relationship with them and you're you know, consistently buying crypto here and there, they are monitoring you all the time. And we've been over this in many videos, but like when you buy Bitcoin, for example, and you take that Bitcoin off of Coinbase, they track that for maybe a couple hops off of the exchange. So even if it goes off the exchange into another wallet of yours, and then maybe to two other wallets from people that you don't even know, um, they're still going to track that. And if they're involved with some shady stuff, maybe on the dark web or something like that, well, you can get tied into that. And they could ban you, as has happened. I think that happened to Vic of Cake Wallet. Uh, he got banned, and then he realized privacy was important, and then got into Monero. So this is bullish for Monero, as far as I could tell. Not too terrible. And this is one reason why I think the government has been rather nice to Bitcoin is because if they really start to clamp down, well, I think that's going to spook a lot of people into different options like Monero. So just something to note, uh, the U.S. regulatory behavior is unacceptable. 
Uh, ba, 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 ba. Yeah, so this is from Reddit. Uh, and by the way, Reddit community, love you. I got to interact with you guys more because um, I'm just not a social media person that much. I'm surprised with as much as I tweet on Twitter. Um, but frankly, I was just a lot happier without social media like a couple months ago. But it's just part of the gig. It's part of the evangelism. We are going to have to bring multiple Johnny Cochran's to save our industry. Libertarian and anarchism will not work. Uh, lawyers, institutions, blah, 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 blah. We're in a new Cold War with China. China hates free crypto even more than the U.S. You cannot run to Europe. EU laws will be even more oppressive. I think that's right. The EU is kind of like the new Soviet Union. And just as tied to our Intel community, just as intent on banning DeFi, privacy coins, stable coins, and ultimately private ownership of native crypto and native wallets off exchanges, that is something we've actually seen in Europe. They want to make anonymous wallets illegal, and they want to make it so that if you take your funds off of the exchange, you're going to have to notify them who you're sending it to. So that is something interesting to consider. And it could get to the point, as we've talked about again, where if you want to take a certain amount of your Bitcoin off an exchange, because maybe they start to treat these crypto centralized exchanges as banks, where, you know, in your standard bank, and we're going to get to this later in the article, but if um, you want to take more than $10,000 out of your bank, you have to file a suspicious activity report, or you have to file some paperwork with the bank. And so it could be that they make that happen with crypto, but maybe the restrictions are that much more tight where it's just like you take a couple hundred dollars off of the exchange, or maybe you take it off the exchange at all. You got to tell them where it's going. You got to fill, fill out paperwork, um, maybe withhold some taxes or something like this. Like, think about that. They could do it. And that would disincentivize people from actually owning their crypto because they, if you keep a crypto on an exchange, they own your private keys. And so, um, again, like exchanges like Coinbase could turn into the new banks. So that's some, something to consider, right? China and the EU and US have spats over payment rail things like SWIFT, but they agree on one thing, invading your privacy and denying you financial liberty and privacy. And they agree in real time censorship and deplatforming of your income. This is true. This is true. And remember what we saw from PayPal where PayPal is now working with the ADL, and the ADL is responsible for working with people like Twitter and Facebook of kicking people off social media if they say the wrong thing. And presumably what that forebodes is they're going to be working with people like PayPal and other payment processors. Maybe they start to work with exchanges where if you have you know wrong groupthink or if you have uh, you know, certain speech on your social media that they don't like, they could ban you from the financial system. Right, And we've already started to see this a little bit in Canada and Australia. Go check out our uh, video on the actually urgent. Uh, they're rolling out the new global economic system. They're making it so that you have to have certain medical procedures now in order to become part of the economy, in order for you to go into grocery stores, in order for you to go into certain places to do commerce. Uh, you have to have certain medical procedures done and certain passports and IDs. And so, yes, this deplatforming of income, this deplatforming of people from the economy, that's a real threat. Again, so Monero is so key. Uh, these private freedom coins are so key. And the more that we can get this space to grow, the more that we can get this space to synergize with each other so that we could have an ecosystem of DeFi, uh, of you know X assets where you can get exposure to certain uh, markets or certain currencies in a private way without having to go through a third party like a bank, 
that's all really key. That's all really important. It's private smart contracts also is going to be really important, which is why Darrow is interesting. So we need the whole ecosystem to grow in order to allow people to have maximum financial opportunity without being part of this really oppressive system. So uh, moving on, they are not going to let you use crypto as it is intended without supreme fights in the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court is totally corrupt. Um, a lot of people had hoped that because there are a lot more conservatives uh, that have been added over the last few years, that would somehow change things. It clearly has not. It clearly has not. So um, it sort of goes back to the whole central point of failure thing where it's just like, okay, well, you have seven people who – uh, are now on this really important institution. Well, how is he? Is it to, you know, uh, do stuff behind the scenes to make them move into your camp, make them decide how you want them to vote? So, something to consider. Is ought is ought, and I'm I'm done with relying on politics. I'm done with relying on the government to do the right thing in regards to crypto. A lot of people are like, let's make a crypto caucus. Let's really get involved in politics, and you can do that. I'm not bashing on that in any way, but from my perspective, it's just much more productive to focus on growing the Freedom Coin community because you wanting to get involved in politics, you wanting to get involved with trying to bend legislators your way, these corrupt, disgusting legislators, God help them, bless them. I'm not trying to, you know, let God let God judge them, right? But like you're going to try to get these people on your side, like you're going to go begging to these people for you to have financial freedom, excuse me, that's that's not the perspective I'm coming from. Um, and that's probably not the perspective that a lot of us are coming from. We want our freedom and we demand it. And so if they don't give it to us, we're going to take it by going into the Freedom Quinn sector. This new technology which grants us that liberation and grants us privacy and grants us financial opportunity that they want to take away from us. So that is my perspective. And again, disclaimer, we're not trying to break laws. We're not trying to endorse the breaking of law or anything like that. But I'm just telling you, that is the mindset that we have on this channel. Uh, back to this. We ought to have libertarianism. We do not. Um, if you do not get Congress on your side, if you do not vote in pro crypto people, if you do not start persuading most of Congress, if you do not hire the best lawyers, the best lobbyists, the best super PACs, if we do not fight them in the Supreme Court of the United States, they are going to institutionalize absolute censorship on crypto. Yes, they will. And I don't think there's much you can do to stop that. Because of everything we've talked about here on the channel, go check out our MasterCard video. Uh, the digital currency group videos are coming up and we're going to dig into that. There's a huge, huge infrastructure that's already very deep that has been built with the people in the Global East Treehouse of Horror, if you want to call them that, who have really gotten involved in crypto over the last few years. Central bank digital currencies are coming. They're making tax code into computer code, which is going to be interoperable with public smart contract projects and blockchains and public blockchains. And they're going to integrate that into social credit and artificial intelligence. Like that is well on its way. And these people are so powerful. I don't think that you can stop that from happening. It's like there's a great podcast now in the Monero community called Opt Out. And I think that is what you really want to do. You just want to opt out. I think that's a smart way to go about it. Uh, they will make most of DeFi a felony violation of the Banking Secrecy Act as they are currently proposing. And we're about to get to that Banking Secrecy Act. That's key. Uh, there's a lot of really interesting stuff in there. They steal our work and they give it to the banks. So we have to go to the courts. Yeah. Okay. Well, you do that. You give it a shot. So this guy's got it right, in my opinion. Legal protections are not as good as cryptographic protections. 
The reason police can force your what? Hold on, let me read that again. The reason police can force their way into your house but not your phone is because you secure your phone well enough with math, not because the state cares about your right to privacy. Well, they may be able to actually force their way into your phone, especially if you know you have an iPhone. They definitely can. I think that's been established, right? Uh, the solutions to regulations is to create ungovernable solutions. In crypto, that's synonymous to decentralization and untraceability. Bro, I love you. BB Ultimate. Rock on, bro. By the way, you don't really have the right to privacy. Well, you don't have rights anymore. And what we're going to get to with this uh, Banking Secrecy Act thing is, oh, well, we have the Fourth Amendment. We have the First Amendment. We have these amendments. They can't do this. It's just like, no, that's that's like... 2010 thinking <laughs> like we're in 2021 you're under a full frontal uh i'm trying to go by the algorithmic allowance here you're, you're under a full frontal attack by people who want to completely conquer you and take you over okay and if you don't get that yet then you just need to wake up and realize what's going on um they're going to take all your rights and they're going to turn you into a neo-feudal serf on a technocratic uh, plantra- plantation, if you want to put it that way. I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to make this stuff uh, go into the algorithms, but you know what I mean. You have the right in some jurisdictions only. Look for key disclosure laws to shut up when they ask you what the encryption key is, and they can't punish you for being quiet. Who knows? What if they can't? Uh, look at Saudi Arabia. You know what I mean. Uh, in the meantime, there is an entire industry built around cracking your password with server farms rented from AWS machine learning based on the passwords they get from your browser and Google account, et cetera. Now, I'm not that much of a private guy, clearly. I mean, there's a guy on my YouTube channel, my last video, who's like, why don't you change your name to, uh, you know, this your last name, this your last name. I don't even know how he got my last name. I don't put it on my YouTube, so it's kind of freaky how he knows my last name. Just clearly, I'm not a very private guy, but that stuff freaks me out. But it's because I'm not a very private person and I'm not a very tech-savvy person that I really want to get into Monero. I really want Monero to be huge because I'm not smart enough to use Bitcoin privately. I'm not smart enough to use a lot of the things that I use privately. But I would like my cryptocurrency to be private, right? I would like my financial life to be private. And so I think that it's good that this kind of stuff is out there because it's kind of idiot proof, which means it's me proof, you know? And so I think that is a good selling point. The reason you might be safe is not because of any rights you were given by the government, but only because of the technology you used. I think that is a solid point. Great, great point. I suspect Ethereum has a lot more to be concerned about regulation-wise than XMR does. And we talked about that with uh, Arctic Mine. So go check out that interview. He's worried that Ethereum is going to become like a modern bank because of the centralization and because of the regulation which could come down upon it. We have to see what comes from this Ripple court battle, which is happening right now. But he, that's what he thinks. And that is problematic. Monero is just trying to be a fair and square internet currency. That's all. Do one thing and do it well. Not a platform, not DeFi, definitely not a staking pool. Monero is one of the market's most compliant coins. Well, that sounds familiar. That sounds like something we've said. I wonder what he's referencing. Yo, hey, so that interview I told you about. Yeah, it's this one. Boy. Hey, thanks, uh, Dragon Sided. Cool. Yeah, so go check out that interview. It's a great interview. You'll, you'll learn a lot. So... I want to get to this because this is the main 
thing that we need to talk about today. So let me see if I'm, I hope I'm not covering up any of the language here. But this is from Mark Moss. And this is interesting. This is interesting. Now, I have not looked deep into the legislation itself to confirm this. I just want to say that up front. But this is what he says. Okay, and if this is true, we have some good commentary to overlay with this. Remember, Mark Moss is a Bitcoin guy. It's fascinating to me that Mark Moss can talk about everything that we're about to go into here and then somehow like finagle a way to justify Bitcoin. It just doesn't make sense to me. He knows about Monero. He's done talks with Monero Talk. So it's confusing to me, perplexing, disorienting, befuddling how it is he could be into Bitcoin instead of Monero. Why doesn't he talk about Monero? Makes me sad. Come on. Come on, Mark. Okay, so dangerous changes to banking as we know it. While you are distracted, the government is quietly sneaking new legislation in to change banking, and this has a massive impact on you, your privacy, and your money. Well, it's not too big a deal if you are in Monero. But let's see here. One, as most of you have seen, the government has been sneaking in all types of new regulations into stimulus bills, 100%. And Yeah, yeah, never mind. I don't want to get into all that. The crypto world united to push back on the changes to sneaky regs and the pending $3.5 trillion bill has plenty included turning banks into spying assets and weaponizing the IRS. Right. And the IRS has been weaponized before. Uh, There are numerous problems with this. Let's look at three briefly. First, the Bank Secrecy Act of 1970 did require banks to keep records and report on cash transactions of $10,000 plus, but $10,000 in 1970 is equivalent to $69,000 today. So that limit should go up, not down to $600. There, there was another tweet in between here. I don't know where that went. Where did two go, Mark? Hey, Mark, where did two go? Anyways, maybe you just missed a number. That's fine. Uh, but yes, apparently they're moving it to $600. Let me see if I can find it. Where did two go, Mark? Uh, whatever. But apparently they're making it so that you have to report uh, $600 now. And if you have $600 in your bank account, well, that means that they are, I guess, going to be looking into you more. So that's a little bit concerning. Where is that tweet? Hold on. Uh, $600 uh, stimulus bill uh, spy. <laughs> that's how I do my research. No, that's not what we're looking for. Of course, the stimulus thing would come up. Maybe they did that on purpose. Uh, banking, spying, reporting. Uh, Biden's Treasury Department declares war on you okay so yeah here we go this is what i was talking about biden's treasury department declares irs will monitor transactions of all u.s accounts over 600 dollars. so if you have over 600 dollars in your bank account they're going to be looking into you which is basically everybody well not everybody i mean not everybody that's not me i mean whenever i have money coming to my bank account you know where that goes out of the bank i like don't keep money in the bank guys use it for something other than just sitting there um, now, if you want to have, look, I'm not going to give you personal financial advice. You do you. But with this now going on, eh, you know, tyr- tyr- tyrannical move will allow the federal government to also snoop on all crypto and cash app transactions in violation of the Fourth Amendment. Yeah, who cares? They're going to find a way to justify it. Uh, Joe Biden's Treasury Department has announced Thursday an invasive new initiative 
tasking the federal government to audit virtually all financial transactions of Americans with bank accounts holding at least $600. Uh, every individual bank account with over $600 will be monitored by the IRS. Whew. Wow. Yeah, let's keep reading. This is pretty crazy. This proposal will create a comprehensive financial account information reporting regime. Financial institutions would report data on financial accounts in an information return. The annual return will report gross inflows and outflows with breakdown for physical cash, transactions with a foreign account, and transfers to and from another account with the same owner. Right, so we're going to see this with crypto. We're absolutely going to see this with crypto. So... As we talked about earlier in this video, like in Europe, they're making it so that if you want to take your funds off the centralized exchange, you have to report where it is you're sending those funds. There's no anonymous wallets. They don't allow for that. Um, and so you're going to presumably, here in the United States, if they pass this, because I imagine this is going to apply to centralized exchanges as well. That's speculation. I'm not telling you that, but I would imagine that's what's coming. So if you want to get your money off of Coinbase or one of these other decentral or excuse me, centralized exchanges, you're going to have to file a report. You're going to have to tell them where that money is going. And with Bitcoin and with some of these other public blockchains, which we've been warning about for a long time, I mean, that's going to be very easy to do. That's going to be very, very easy to do. And if other people comply, you're going to have to comply. Right? Because if somebody reports to the IRS a transaction that they did with you and you don't report that as well. I mean, it could be that you have to report income and transactions of $600 as well, right? Uh, because that's income. You're going to have to put that on your tax return, presumably, unless it's a gift. But then again, if it's a gift, uh, you have to do a gift tax exclusion uh, thing as well because you can only give like $15,000 in gifts to people, uh, into par to particular people throughout your lifetime. Otherwise, it's got to go into different things. We're not going to get into that, but uh, yeah, reporting requirements are definitely going to step up. Uh, and that is bearish for public blockchains. This requirement would apply to all businesses and personal accounts from financial institutions, including bank loan and investment accounts, with the exceptions of accounts below a threshold of $600. <laughs> and with, oh man, and with inflation now getting off the chain, $600 may end up being worth nothing. I mean, just think about that. But of course, if, in, if hyperinflation hits, uh, that's reporting all this stuff is going to be the least of your concerns. So that's one thing to consider. But inflation is going up, and so you know, $600, not that much. This proposal will also apply to crypto asset exchanges and custodians. Okay, so it will. It will. So that's huge. That is absolutely huge. So let's dig into this a little bit more. Uh, yeah, it violates the Fourth Amendment, whatever. Uh, they're going to do it. The IRS is first and foremost a law enforcement agency, and the Fourth Amendment protects against unreasonable searches and seizures in pursuit of looking for wrongdoing and criminal action. So I think this is going to run into severe Fourth Amendment headwinds. Maybe. We'll see. They'll probably do it. It'll get caught up in court for probably many years. And, you know, with the judges that they're putting in there now, I imagine that they're going to be able to pass it. I mean, look at all of the unconstitutional things that are going on right now, just in the world in general. I mean, I'm not going to go through them. You know, you're aware. Uh, the Constitution can't save us, guys. The Constitution is only as powerful as our 
human will to use it to defend our rights. It's just a piece of paper at the end of the day. It's true. Um, it really is up to human will to protect your rights. And given how little will there is seemingly in the United States to do that, um, you know, I'm rather bearish on this. So Hedger also said this targeting of lower income Americans amounts to the ultimate regressive tax. Uh, you're going to push more folks into small cash transactions. Well, here's my question, right? So if they're able to make you file something like a suspicious activity report, if you're moving over $10,000 out of your bank, why can't they extend that to $600? Why can't they extend that to monitoring your bank? Because if the bank chooses to comply with these regulations, uh, well, you're out of luck. I mean, you could close down your bank account, maybe go to another bank that doesn't want to abide by these regulations. But who knows? Who knows? Maybe they get caught up in court and they can't afford the legal fees involved with all that. And my my speculation is that this is another way that the banks could consolidate power because the overhead to enforce all of this regulation is going to be tremendous. Like to actively monitor... Everybody who has over $600 in assets at a bank account, I mean, that's insane. The overburdening work, which is going to have to go into monitoring all that stuff. Now they may deploy algorithms to make it so that they flag anybody who has over $600 and maybe sends money to an exchange like Coinbase or Gemini, and then they will you know, have some audit check for when tax day comes and then because the IRS is doing this initiative to look more into crypto people which has been stated publicly because they get much more than a 5 to 1 return on every dollar that goes into IRS enforcement which is what they've said uh, that could be the case they could be doing this because actually it's going to make the government that much more money because a lot of crypto bros they don't report their taxes and that is perhaps one of the main uses of this. That is perhaps one of the main uses of this. Maybe they subsidize banks more than they already do, goodness, with all this cheap credit, all this cheap money, um, excess reserve interest payments, and all the, all these things, right? So um, they'll figure out a way. They'll figure out a way. We've known that this is coming, though. This is not a surprise to us. How they do it logistically is questionable, but we imagine this is coming, which is why we have the positions that we have. So you're going to push more folks into small cash transactions. Well, not when the CBDC comes out, not when the central bank digital currency comes out, which is what Mark Moss talked about. We're going to go back to that and read the rest of it. But cash is going away. As we've seen with the national coin shortage, you're probably going to have cash going away to that same degree. You're going to push more banking offshore. Yeah, more people are going to use Haven, right? More people are going to use private uh, cryptocurrencies which is what we predicted since the beginning. The big fish out there do not have sizable assets uh, that are able that are eligible for taxation offshore. This is the ultimate regressive tax. You're going to end up punishing the worst off among us, the lower income folks in this country, blah, 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 blah. Right. Right. And the IRS, I think in this bill, is going to be getting 80 extra billion dollars uh, for their operations. Courtesy, I think, of Elizabeth Warren, who led that initiative. So thank you, Elizabeth. I appreciate that. Um, so things to be aware of, absolutely. But just based on what we read there, 
just kind of take this into account, right? Uh, this one quote here, you're going to move more banking offshore, right? Which is our freedom coin sector, basically. Yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, ba -ba -ba -ba, going back up here. So, yeah, Bank Secrecy Act. And one thing I want to note here, just as an off comment, back in 1980, the high for silver was about $50. And right now, silver is about $22.5. So the all-time high for silver is actually like, you know, $400, $500. And, you know, we're way below that. And we have silver shortages and, you know, inflation's going up. So not financial advice might be a good time to get some exposure to that. Just saying. Uh, number four. Second, this violates many laws, including the Right to Financial Privacy Act, 1978, which limits government's ability to access financial records, um, requiring government to deliver legal notice and allow customer exchange before access and only allow six reasons as shown below. We don't have to get into all that stuff. We know the intention that they have. It is getting into the legal stuff. Uh, a more serious problem is the IRS has a history of weaponizing against certain groups to threaten, harass, and shut down those certain groups. Yeah, they part, they attack Tea Party groups. This is well documented with Lois Lerner. Yeah, Lois Lerner, yep, he's talking about that. What most are missing is that this is an attack on the banks. Oh, goodness. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I mean, are you to lead me to believe that the banks don't own Congress? You think that the banks didn't write this into law that themselves? Of course they did. Of course they Like, Janet Yellen backs this. Janet Yellen is the head, or was the head, rather, of the Federal Reserve, the U.S. Central Bank, which is owned by the banks. So I'm not so sure about this, personally. Passing these types of surveillance requirements onto the banks forces them to deliver data that they're not able to collect. To spend huge sums of money to attempt to comply, most won't be able to and will be in contempt. Enter CBDC, central bank digital currencies, are now being promoted as giving us more privacy and are being used as the old drop-sell technique, as in hit you with something so hard, so severe, so invasive that the lesser CBDC now seems like an easier and better option. I, that, I think that's a great point. I think that's a really great point. So the regulatory overhead could become so difficult to comply with this stuff with traditional money and traditional banks that your bank then just becomes the Federal Reserve. And then they send you your CBDC straight from the Fed, straight off the quote-unquote press, off the keyboard. Uh, again, you want to talk about central point of failure that's pretty concerning you want to talk about centralization holy moly uh ba -ba -ba. drop in cell technique hit you with something so hard so severe so invasive the lesser cbdc now seems like an easier better option yeah so they're going to try to sell this stuff and it wasn't so well received in china like a lot of people in china preferred to use the 10 cent uh payment options on wechat instead of use the cbdc and so what did china do they had to crack down uh, regulatorily on using the payment apps that were run by private corporations to make it easier to use the CBDC that they came out with. So they're going to change rules. They're going to pressure 
you in many ways and incentivize you in many ways, kind of like how we saw at the jab where they give you like, you know, a thousand dollars to go get it. Uh, they'll probably maybe give you, if you open up a wallet with the Fed, free money or something like this, right? More free money than they've already given you. So yeah, that's going to make inflation go into hyperdrive. And to tie this in with what we're seeing here in the markets with this dip, uh, this doesn't concern me. This this really doesn't concern me because I know what the end game is. The end game is like super hyperinflation. And so the cryptos are going to take off. The cryptos are going to go nuclear. I'm not concerned about this. I'm not concerned about this at all. Now, maybe they fail because they're incompetent and deflation does take over. There is a huge risk of that happening. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying anything is a given. But based on the actions that we've seen in the last 12 years, especially with the actions of 2020, where they printed like $7 trillion in a single week in order to save the U.S. financial system, uh, yeah, I think that they're going to keep printing. I think that they're going to make these things popular and mass adopted, and they'll be able to totally control inflation at that point. And we've speculated on this channel as to how they can do that. Maybe they put a timer on uh, your time to spend the CBDC so as to incentivize you to spend it rather than save it because when you save it, that's deflationary. When you spend it, it's inflationary. It gets the money velocity up. It keeps the economy going. So they could do that. They could do that. Maybe they can control that because you open up a wallet at the Fed. They control the dynamics of that wallet, how it works. So I'm just speculating with you guys. But uh, here is something else. Did you see the proposed changes to the IRA? If you purchase anything that requires accredited investor exemption after the effective date, uh, then the entire account loses IRA status and becomes taxable. Wow, that is pretty interesting. If you fail to disperse existing assets acquired. Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. So they're tightening restrictions on IRAs to make sure you get into the stuff that they want, right? Where did the rest of his... Is that it? I thought he had more here. Perhaps that is it. So that's interesting, right? That is interesting. And so when you understand that XMR does what it's supposed to do from Wikipedia, the United States IRS has posted bounties for contractors that can develop Monero tracing technologies. And I believe the bounty is about $625,000, although I think somebody had upped that to a million dollars. But yeah, yep, yep, yep. Development's happening. So this is why we get into Monero. This is why we get into the Freedom Coin space. It uh, looks better and better every day. And we predicted this. It's going to get ever more obvious that this is the place to go. But again, guys, remember, it's up to us to get the word out. Like none of this is uh, foretold in the scribes or hammered into the tablets upon high. Like, no, we have to get the word out. Like none of this is inevitable. And I was wrong to say that earlier in the development of the channel. I would tell everybody like, oh, this is inevitable. People are going to figure this stuff out. And more people are figuring this stuff out. More people are catching on. But the question is whether or not we can catch on fast enough in order to really make the pivot that humanity needs to make before the clamps come down. Because it could be that at some point, they make it very difficult for people to get into these assets that we're trying to get people into. And then it, it becomes that much more difficult to have people adopt to this network. Like we're in a very critical juncture right now. Um, either we do nothing and we allow them to 
onboard us to this new financial system that they're in completely control. They're in complete control of. Uh, they have our number on. Our IDs are uploaded. All of our financial assets are onboarded to, so they control. They see it. Um, like either that comes, or we can really pull off a miracle. And I believe in that miracle. I believe that we can get people onto this alternative financial system of freedom, of liberty. And that is what excites me. So this is my second video of the day. I'm running out of gas, but I think that this compounds a little bit more of what we talked about on the channel. I hope that this gave you a little bit more red meat. Our Monero bros, who I love, you have a deep place in my heart. Never lose faith in that. I know that we branched out a little bit. I know maybe some of you are jealous. I'm not saying you're jealous, but maybe you're a little bit jealous that uh, you know some of the attention is moving towards like Haven and Pirate Chain and some of these other coins. Um, but I'm trying to bring the space together so that we could really work together and make this a uh, team sport, make this a team effort. Because I think that we all have the same goal in mind at the end of the day. I think that we all want freedom. I think that we all want to defeat this you know, global banking cabal, which wants to turn us all into serfs. And I think that we all um, just want to live in a nice, peaceful world, right? Don't you want that? Doesn't that sound pretty good? And that all starts, A, with Christ, with Jesus Christ. And then that also starts with having money, which is free, which is out of the hands of crazy counterfeit maniacs and uh, people who don't have your best interests at heart. So that is all I have to say. Again, this is Monero Mateo. Thank you for tuning into the channel. Uh, check us out on the social media. Check us out on Twitter, Gab, uh, Odyssey, Telegram even. Some of you have joined Telegram. Um, I'm posting less over there, but I want to get back to posting more. Uh, but my mind's just everywhere right now. I'm, t I'm trying to do so many things. Uh, go to follow us on Rockfin. I'm hopefully going to have that up before the end of the night. And same thing with Apple Podcasts. I'll be downloading some of the old videos onto there because I know that some people wanted to be able to download those and just listen to it on their um, on their walks and stuff like that, which is great. Um, so yeah, that's about it. And also donate to the addresses below um, and become a patron. I, I hope to have some research reports out, maybe some articles and stuff like that. But there's just so much news coming that I'm sorry. That's just, that may be having... I'm going to work on it. I'm going to work on it. I, I work like, you know, 12 hours a day on this stuff, trying to compile information, get useful information out to you guys, figure out ways I can span the vectors and everything like that. I'm really working hard behind the scenes, believe me. So with all that being said, God bless you. Have a great night. Stay vigilant. Stay calm. Stay in peace, guys. I know that there's a lot of concerning things out there, but stay at peace. Everything's going to be fine. And tell your friends. Monero first. That's it. Have a good one.